Hi, I'm Carolina, your podcast host and expert wound healer. Over the past five years, I've served over 500 women to remove physical blockages in their bodies. We achieve this with Reiki. I believe healing doesn't have to be done alone, nor should it be. You will hear stories of healing, methods to heal with, and guest speakers covering taboo topics you won't hear anywhere else. Let's continue this journey of womb healing together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Carolina Sutomoria podcast. I am Carolina, your podcast host and Reiki womb healer. Today, we're talking about how breathwork reduces stress and fertility with Miss Heather Graham Murphy. And we're so excited you're here, Heather. Can you tell our audience where you at in the world and a little bit about what you do and why do you do it? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. I live in Eureka, California. So Northern, 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 Northern California. Sometimes <laughs> people like to say like, I'm from Northern California, the Bay Area. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's, that's North-ish. Yeah. I'm like way up near kind of like Mount Shasta, but on the coast. So yeah. And I am a certified life coach and I focus on embodiment practices, but I'm also a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. So we'll be obviously exactly. talking about that today. And I help women overcome anxiety and depression by using the tools of manifestation, specifically using embodiment and nervous system regulation. And we so, love a good nervous system regulation talk. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I know that's like everything I'm bringing that into. I didn't realize all the things I was doing <laughs> with nervous system regulation with yeah. essentially exactly that. Can you tell everyone why you do this? Yeah, I would love to. So, oh my gosh, I feel like my story is so long that someday I have to write a book, but I will just point out that, you know, I started struggling with anxiety and depression at the age of nine. So there were like many things that happened along the way for me. There were some childhood traumas and whatever. And so we all have like big traumas, little traumas, things like that. But I really struggled with like emotional regulation growing up and stuff. And so I felt like a crazy person for so long and really struggled with mental health. So I'm really passionate about mental health and advocating for people in so many different ways. Like I try to work with people about like, because I'm not a therapist, not yet. I'm going to school for that, but congratulations, the world needs you. Yeah. Thank you. And, but yeah, like I really, you know, have gone through this huge struggle of just like my life was such a mess for so long, you know, it can make it hard to go to work. It can make it hard to have healthy relationships, can be, make it hard to have a healthy body. And so that was my life. It was really dark and like just difficult for so long. And I was in and out of talk therapy, but it wasn't until I discovered doing more like nervous system regulation work and somatic therapy that I was like, oh, wow, things are feeling different for me. I can actually tolerate the world a lot better now. Right. And so it just went further and further. And then I knew that I just like wanted to show people this because I don't know if any of your community are into human design, but I'm a 5-1 projector. So like I'm- Are you? Yeah. I don't look at my number. I'm a self-projected projector. And so is my son. My husband is a Manny Jen. And so we actually- a lot of like things we do in our house and the way that I design our lives is around about human design, even oh, just cool. the, like how I set up my days. Like today, today is a big podcast recording day, but that's not my normal routine. Normally I'm doing like three hours of output, three hours of like video of FaceTime on video. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to go take a nap because I require yeah. a lot of naps. 
I am a big napper too. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> As a projector, anyone that's watching projector. this, they're like, what are you talking about? There's five energy types in human design. You can go Google human design chart. You can get yours, your chart for free anywhere on the internet. If you have to pay for it, you're doing it wrong. And there's five different types. And usually the chart comes with like an explanation and all that, but it just allows you to get to know yourself better. So you can oh live God. more aligned and also lets you know how to make decisions that are letting you know how you make your own decisions in the best way. Like for projectors, we have to wait for the invitation. And that means mm-hmm. like, and in business, if I cold direct message or cold email or cold call someone, that's going to end up in a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I just put my gifts out into the world and throw out the content that I find like worthy of the world being seen, then the people who come and respond to that are more aligned with my offers. Then I'll be more successful in business because I've received the invitation that they want to know what I have to share versus, you know, the worker bees of the world, like generators and manifesting generators, they work differently. Like, do they need to be responding to something? Everything like their greatness and the greatest things that they're going to create are going to be in response to something they've seen, read or heard. So that's how my husband works. So it's so good. I, yeah, it's it's so so good. good. Go down the rabbit hole if you want. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's start with what is breath work? Yeah. So breath work essentially is like using like one pattern or another multiple patterns within a session, let's say breath patterns that we use to help regulate the nervous system. But there's also like so many physiological benefits, but yeah, like when you're focused on your breath, you can just like choose a breath pattern that's based on like what your needs are. And so my training is I'm a pause trauma informed breath work facilitator. And so that type of breath work uses like a couple of different breath patterns that are really focused on healing and releasing and transforming energetics within the body and healing trauma really. And so when we do this, we are either doing like a longer session where we're really digging and there's sometimes lots of tears and, you know, we hold trauma in our bodies. We know this now. And so when, you know, so think about it like this, as human beings, we have our five senses and we're going about the world and our body and our brain is taking in all this information. And so the information goes into our brain and then it goes into our body. So it's stored in our bodies. And so with 100%. breath work, yeah, we with breath work, we can begin to release these. So when we're children and we're growing up and we have all these things, like I said, we all have little traumas and big traumas. You know, everybody's story is different. It's not whose is worse and whose is better or whatever. We all have stuff that we need to release out of the body. And so we carry these wounds and they stay in our body because it goes into your nervous system and that's attached to all of your, you know, it's not physically attached, but it's sending all this information into the Nobody gets stuck in your tissues. It gets stuck. Exactly. It gets stuck in your tissues. tissues. I mean, that's why women are struggling with infertility is their stuck emotions in the womb that haven't been addressed or released or even have been identified and the triggers keep coming up and they don't know how to address them or how to 
maintain emotions going forward. So that's what we do yeah. with Reiki. I always say the question, what do you do when you're like out and about or running errands and you you have a stressful moment or anxiety? I say, I breathe because it's free. Breath work is free, like literally. And it's so mobile. Like you don't have to carry anything. And even with Reiki, I don't, I have to put my hands on myself or mm-hmm. I, I have to like go inward. But with breath work, you could do that anywhere sitting. And that's why mm-hmm. I love it as a great way to release emotions. How does mm-hmm. Breathwork, essentially, I think we're really into this reduced stress. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this part because like, there's some interesting things related to fertility that I want to share. But, you know, essentially, it obviously brings oxygen into your system, which is so good for us. It reduces blood pressure. It slows your heart rate. It strengthens and actually can heal your lungs. So if you're dealing with something like asthma or anything like that, that's that's all wreaking havoc on your entire system, your entire body. So like if you're dealing with allergies or anything like that, It can help heal your lungs, expand that capacity. And of course, it stimulates the vagus nerve, which we understand is the nerve that helps us get into the parasympathetic state, which is rest and digest. So that means your body feels safe. It's calm. And this is a huge thing that I focus on in the work that I do is that so many of us women, not just women, men too, everybody in between has some sort of lack of safety about something in their body, whether it's money, fertility, career, whatever it is, you know, like everybody has something that they feel kind of the number one thing we do in my practice, whether no matter what container, whether it's the membership of the group program is, is how can we get you out of survival mode or fly or flight or so, and into a healing mode where you feel safe. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I approach it from a very emotional layman terms kind of way of like, what is one thing in your life that would make you feel safe? What is like an activity mm. that we can do to make you feel safe? How can I move you from heightened to, is that like what in your environment can we change or what kind of like, almost like when my, my kid was in Montessori, they said, create like a, mm. a cozy corner. It's like where he can go and retreat. If he's overstimulated, he can go and you know, be himself and regulate his emotions or find comfort in the corner. Like, so what can we do? And I said, that sounds like a really bad metaphor, but like, what can we do to create a space or an environment in your home that you're going to associate these things? Like maybe it's a heated blanket for me or a certain Mm -hmm. spot on the couch with the heated blanket that when I go there, I'm going to start to feel grounded and safe so that I can move out of the panic or out of like survival mode into a safe mode. And I can start that process of regulating my body. Oh my gosh, you are speaking my language, fellow projector. (laughs) I have like, I have a heated blanket and a weighted blanket. So yeah, things like that can really help. Borrow Um, my son's weighted blanket. It doesn't do much, but I also have a 40 pound dog and a 20 pound dog. So they lay on me and I was like, this is effective. Is it heated? It's, <laughs> it's the heat and the weight. It's so perfect. It's crazy, you know, just thinking about all the ways that we can really focus on regulating the nervous system and how this does relate to fertility. You know, like when we're thinking about all the stress that can wreak havoc on our system, you know, we just have to begin practicing. It's a practice of like continually building a sense of safety in the body. And we can do this through those external things like weighted blankets or whatever it is, creating safe spaces in our homes and stuff and beginning to like really feeling what that feels like practicing visceral intelligence. So what are some things that you've seen 
like some changes with people you may have worked with or when a person practices breathwork infertility, what are some results that they have gotten? Well, if you don't mind, I just wanted to share one interesting thing real quick before this I answer that question. This is an open question. book. You got the stage, yeah. my friend. So I was just learning about, you know, I, I'm not a scientist yet, <laughs> officially <laughs> that is, but I've been just kind of doing my own because, you know, I kind of came at breathwork from like my own needs being met and stuff, but essentially, yes, being, that's why we do this work. Totally. You know, and so we always start getting it because it's personal. And now, and now I'm kind of like trying to understand it first from a scientific point of view. And so I was just learning about how, so there's a huge problem in our world with mouth breathers. <laughs> and, um, oh, I'm a mouth yeah. breather, breather. And that's okay. It just takes practice. So we really I need think. to focus on. Wait, when I'm sleeping or when I'm awake? Anytime. Anytime. We really have when to I practice. Sleep, it's through my mouth. When I'm awake, it's through my nose. Well, that's great. And so, you know, they have like tape and stuff that some people cannot tolerate, but it takes practice, you know, so breathing through our nose, there's multiple reasons, but I want to specifically point to how it can be related to erectile dysfunction because we have, I know, isn't this crazy? (laughs) So the nose is actually a sexual organ because it has erectile tissue on the um, anterior part of the nose. Yeah. So I know, I know. No. I just was <laughs> going Wait a with some... minute. There's so many. <laughs> I oh know. Wait. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, are you singing? It's true. Oh my yeah. God, I need a minute. So... <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like, wait, Heather, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay myself. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about spinism, buying sperm and all kinds of shit on this podcast, but we never used the word erection or erectile dysfunction. So you're saying my nose. Yeah. So it has, what, it is a yeah. sexual organ, but like for a man, this is related to his erection. Yeah. And so, so just in case, like thing for, for people that are dealing with infertility. Oh my you know, gosh, I'm, like, I'm dying right side. now. Also, you know, like this is this applies for women too, because like we want to breathe oxygen into like stimulate the sexual organs. And so right. like if we're not breathing through our nose, so people that are struggling with severe allergies or something, nasal, you know, nose, ear, throat stuff, this could be part of some infertility issues. And I definitely, like I said, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but I was doing, so there, are, there is some research that is beginning to happen in the scientific world around this because it's a real thing. So yeah, it's so interesting. So think about, you know, really practicing in the in the breath pattern that I'll show you guys today will allow you to begin really yes. focusing on the You fucking spilled the tea, bro. Like <laughs> <laughs> So I'm thinking about pheromones too, you know, if your nose oh, is blocked. That's so you know, true. Like thinking about sexual arousal, pheromones is a huge part of our sexual arousal. And so we really need to make sure that our noses are healthy and clear and the one way to really do this is to mindfully practice. Think of yourself, you know, with your breath work um, as like, this is your gym routine or whatever. It's as important as that. Like we need to practice breathing through our noses way more. Key thing is when I'm looking to work with someone privately or within the group coaching, I ask them, do you have a mindful or spiritual practice you do consistently? And most people that apply to work with me don't. Mm -hmm. But recently a woman said that she had a breathwork routine that she does consistently. And I was like, 
heaven's angels singing and I was like this it's so important to like have that moment like when you have a consistent routine whether it's meditation or breath work or whatever it just shows how you prioritize yourself and it's such a good indicator of where you are in the relationship with yourself that you are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I love that you know, even your email, it says love of self is in your email. I love how when women, they choose breath work as that practice, like it's almost what I've noticed with women when they come into my Reiki practice and they've already done breath work of some sort of any type of breath work before. I feel like their chest space is much larger than a person who has not done any breath work at all their heart space is so expansive and is so like their ability to give love and receive love. And the depth of that love is unlike anything else. And I think that the only commonality between all of that is the breath work itself. Yeah. Yeah. I just think about how, like, to go back to the trauma part, you know, I think for many of us women, when it comes to, sexual experiences or, you know, things like that, where we might be blocked in our body, there might be resistance and just like allowing yourself to open. (laughs) I don't want to sound juicy, but like open like a flower, you know, where you just (laughs) say like, I'm going to receive this from my partner or whatever. And to allow this like seed of life to come into me. And, and I think that is a huge part of like what breath can do is that like it physically opens you up energetically. It opens you up too. I love that so, so much. Can you show us how breathwork works? Can you sh- give us yeah. basic breathwork? Yes, I definitely want to show you guys. Okay, so today I'm going to be showing you a really basic breathwork pattern that I always start people off with. Because again, like I, trauma-informed aspects of this work is so important to me. So I never want to take people into some of the more intense breath patterns that I do. So it's really simple. It's called a halo active. And it's simply in through the nose and out through the mouth in a circular pattern. And I'm going to show you how to do it. It goes like this. And you see, I do it with intention. I'm circulating the breath. So you're staying with that for at least a minute, but sometimes I've done this breath pattern with people for like 20 minutes and it is intense. And so this really can open up those nasal passages, like as we talked about is very important. So we want to open that out up and we want to open the throat and, you know, and move what's in the throat chakra. I know enough that certain breath work can't be done when you're pregnant. Is this safe for pregnant women to do? Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That is very true that we have to be mindful about that. And so when I'm in a session, I, I feel like I really need to check in when I'm working with somebody that's pregnant, I really check in with them and try to determine like how much body awareness they have. If you're somebody that struggles with disassociation that is so disconnected with your body, then I would want to maybe just do the halo active only. That, that's it. Cause I have like plenty of other breath patterns that are really intense and they just stimulate your diaphragm so much. And with, you know, the, the baby being right there, it's just too much intensity. But for some women, that, you know, like for, for example, women that I've been in my program with that have gotten pregnant, they trust themselves. They've been through the training, you know? And I, so I think a lot of it is just 
yes, be cautious, be mindful. Don't do these. Like, you know, I have this other one where it's like your belly is snapping and things like that. And you're like pushing the air out, like, you know, and so it's like, you don't want to do all that to your little, your little babe in there. So yeah, I think just like keeping it really gentle. There's great breathwork practices that I'm personally not trained in that are for pregnant women. So I would advise someone to like maybe seek specific practitioners of of pregnancy breath work or something. We've done breath work in Reiki sessions and you have to be like very careful. So I actually don't even, if I do a maternity Reiki session, I just do very light and very limited breaths. Now I don't even do the womb breaths unless they have been with me for a while. And the, the womb breaths that I do, I don't know. I've just picked up things along the way and then just kind of like done it for myself, but it's with count of threes. So like breathe in through your nose, allow that go over your head, down your spine, into your womb, asking them to push it as far as down as they can hold it for a count of two, three, four, and then exhale through the mouth, two, three, four. Yeah. And we do that several times, especially if we're doing like a group circle, but for fertility, but when it's for pregnancy, it's just breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth three times because mm-hmm. I'm not trained in pregnancy breath work at all. So I just yeah. want to make sure they're comfortable. I have done, there was one session that I did and the woman got out of breath and it was exactly what you're saying. She had a disconnection with her body mm-hmm. where she couldn't, like we were working on birth trauma and it was just too much. So yeah. So if yeah. you, if you are pregnant and you are listening to this or you're going to be pregnant, be mindful of like the breath work that you do. Cause you could get out of breath or dizzy, or those are the only two things that I think really happen yeah. is you can get dizzy. Like reducing oxygen to the baby too. And yeah. Um, so just be cautious. Even if something, I always say this is a rule of thumb research, do your research, be informed because even natural yeah. things can, yeah. can have negative consequences. So when a person does this breath work, how do they know effectively? So, so breath is invisible. You can physically feel it, but like, how would they know that they were successful in reducing stress with breath work? What are some physical confirmations that what I did worked? Yeah, that's a great question. So sometimes people experience some tingling in their body, which can feel like alarming, but it's perfectly normal. And that can sort of be like a good sign if you've been done enough breath work, you're like, oh, it's working. I'm, it's happening. So that can happen. And then afterwards, you know, it's like this opening. You just feel like you can let go. Your muscles completely relax. It's almost like that thing when you a like lighter lift- feeling. Yeah, lighter feeling. So like I'm thinking about like when you lift weights or something and then like you finally get to let go of them and then you just allow yourself oh. to like drop, you know, you could just that release like, that relief, that, instant relief. Yeah, yeah it's like it. an instant release and yeah, it's just hard to explain sometimes because it feels so energetic where, you know, sometimes I'll have people come in and, or I'll just share a brief story. Actually, I was really resistant to breath work and I was like, I was doing it in my, when I did my life coach training, I was exposed to some breath work. And every time we did it, I would be like, ah, this stuff. And that's because like <laughs> it can it can really bring things up to the surface and it needs to come out, right? But sometimes we're resistant to dealing with the things that are being stored inside of us. And for me, it was actually my biological father had passed away two years prior to me doing my breathwork training. 
And all of a sudden, all this stuff was coming up. Like, I didn't even cry when he died or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I was like emotional about him and like the things and the life and da da da. And I started doing breath work. And I just like, for about six weeks, I was just doing breath work every day about him. And then it just, I just forgave him and I just let it go. And I just love him. And I was so mad at him for so long. And I just, it feels so good to just, it's released, you know, and it's a neutral state. Yeah, exactly. And so just forgiveness and things that we need to let go of. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. I love that. Can you tell the world how they can find you and work with you? Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of me is actually on Instagram. I'm at for the love of dot self. I couldn't get the whole one without the dot. So yeah, at for the love of dot self. And then yeah, when you go there, you can go to the link in my bio. There's a link right there. If you you can just like make an appointment to do a breathwork session. And I really try to keep my prices reasonable and accessible for people because I know not everyone can do like, you know, lots of things like this, like spending money on different healing modalities. Yeah, because thousands you know, of dollars on my Reiki education and hundreds yeah, exactly. of hours. People don't realize and, they're like, oh, yeah, I got certified in weekend. I was like, that's great. I've been getting certified for five years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly. a lot. It is. And like, it, I remember like starting my personal growth journey where at first it was like, oh, I'm going to spend $100 on this or whatever. And how, like, for people, I don't want them to be scared to invest in themselves. And I love that investing in yourself yeah. is so worth it if you can. Totally spent so much for being here. You are a light in the world and we're so grateful for you. And I am so excited for the audience to watch this episode and listen to it. And as always, if you would like to let us know what you think of this episode, please send us a DM. I would love to hear from you. And for always, please don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to support the podcast so we can have more people like Heather come on and share their expertise for fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum. Thank you so much for being here, Heather. I hope you have the best day. Thank you. It was an honor to connect and serve you this week. If you are a spiritually curious person wanting to conceive and heal blockages in your fertility, click the link in the episode description to learn more about the Fertility Foundation Collective. Until next time, my friend, know you are loved.